Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Changemaker, Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you currently work at, or the many different nonprofits that you work with if you're a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant. All right, so I am here to help you get through all of these things, right? You have the grant writing, there's strategic planning, there's so much going on, right? If you're running a business, there's a lot of different elements. And we've really focused on, uh, most recently, a lot of stuff with freelancing. And now I'm kind of getting back into actually, you know, how to gain your expertise in different realms, right? So if you're a freelancer, or if you're a nonprofit executive director, you are the board of directors, you're a professional, you're looking to start a nonprofit, etc. Now, this is a special episode because as I am going to publish um, this episode, it is the end of quarter one in 2021. So that's, we're almost at May 31st, right? And if you know me at all, right, you know that I love a system, I love schedules, I love going by quarters because that kind of gives you a bite-sized chunk, right? 12 weeks is enough time to really get a lot done, but at the same time, it's not too far along where you're gonna overestimate everything you can do, right? So um, in this way, I like going by quarters and scheduling time. So we're gonna talk about strategic planning today. Um, So, and if you don't know me, I'm Holly Rustic with Grant Writing and Funding, and I am your host on the podcast, Grant Writing and Funding. Um, And if you love this episode, please do leave a review on YouTube, because we're also on YouTube, or on iTunes, or any of your podcast players, as that really does help other people find the podcast. And just a side note, I might start doing um, a book giveaway for different... um, testimonials that are left on the podcast or on the YouTube channel, because that really does um, help a lot of people find it. So my, my book here, Grant Writing, and um, for Beginners, Beginners Guide to Grant Writing, it's a great book, uh, number one on Amazon in many different categories. Um, it has been over the year. So really, really awesome. All right, guys. So as we talk about strategic planning and going back to what I'm going to teach you today, it's actually how to do a SWOT analysis. And this is just a part of strategic planning. And in my full online strategic planning uh, for nonprofit master course that I have, it has actually 10 different modules and ways to really do strategic planning. And a SWOT analysis is one of those ways. So as we end quarter one, as we go into quarter two, and you might be listening to this a year from now or in quarter four or in quarter one, and that's absolutely fine, right? So this is something you can do at the end or beginning of every single quarter. Um, You can even do this. So a SWOT, I would definitely recommend at least once a year. All right, so at your annual retreat. So if you haven't done that yet, right? We're starting to move into quarter two now. So we wanna make sure that you do it. So I'm gonna give you a quick way how to do a SWOT analysis. So what is SWOT? Well, it stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, right? And some people like to use a SWOT. So instead of using threats, they use challenges. Um, But in any case, um, this SWOT is more uh, vernacularly known, right, as how to actually do something for strategic planning. So what does this mean exactly? 
Well, the SWOT can really help you um, organize your nonprofit and even for your business, guys, um, in what you can get for resources. So it's really good as we lead into resource mapping, um, but it gives you a really good pulse on the nonprofit organization and it gives you ideas on how you can get your board of directors more involved, how you can get your staff, you can get buy-in from your staff, et cetera. Now, how I like to do a SWOT analysis is I do like to do it at least annually. I like to do it, um, you know, it's fun sometimes if you can get away and do it, maybe you can even just do it online right now and that's absolutely fine. Um, you can also do it at your organization's headquarters, um, but it is kind of fun if you like go to a, you know, a lobby somewhere at a hotel or go somewhere different, you know, to kind of get away from the everyday kind of pace and get some space for your minds to kind of think and be creative. But it's up to you, you can do it anyway. Like I said, you can even do it just on Zoom, etc. But who do I like to invite to this SWOT analysis? Well, I like to invite everyone from the organization. Sometimes it's just the board of directors who want to do this and that's okay because they're guiding the nonprofit, right? But if you have, and sometimes you don't have employees, you just have board of directors and that's fine. But I would recommend if you have any employees, especially your executive director, they gotta be there. Um, and even sometimes I've seen people go into rooms and do a, a SWOT analysis and they'll ask the, the um, receptionist to stay out, you know, and still answer the phones. And the problem with this is that I think the receptionist is one of the most instrumental people in your nonprofit because she or he is the first point of contact for people. And for them to understand the SWAT and everything that goes behind it is really important. So just kind of an FYI, you might wanna do this on a weekend or an evening when you can have everybody there and available or just be able to say, let's just let the phone go to voicemail right now and let's all do this together where we can be focused. All right, so this is really important. So that just lays the land. So let's go ahead and get into how to do it, right? <laughs> okay, this is important. So a, let's start with strengths. So as far as strengths, so and you can do this a couple of different ways. You can have everyone in your organization just brainstorm together. If you have a larger nonprofit, I do like to divide into smaller groups and have one group, you know, first start working on strengths, another uh, group work on opportunities, etc. right? But if you have a smaller group, you can just all kind of like, kind of do this together, right? Um, and basically what you wanna look at is say, okay, look, what are the strengths in our organization? So some examples could be, you have a great board of directors, you have a talented staff, right? Um, maybe you have, you know, so think of things that are internal, right? Maybe you have a facility where you're headquartered, those types of things. So those are all strengths, right? So those are internal strengths um, that you can rely on that you can just start writing down. And you basically just kind of want to brainstorm this, guys. So start brainstorming and writing down all those internal strengths. And you can see why this is important, why you would want a group of people together. Because one person, the receptionist again, maybe they see that the strength is that there's consistent messaging, or maybe they're going to point out that's a weakness that, um, you know, the executive director might not even think about that, right? So you want to have these different brains together and really thinking about what are the different strengths and kind of start really coming up with, okay, let's try to get at least, you know, five to 10 really good strengths that we offer. And then you can move on to weaknesses. Weaknesses are also internal, right? So weaknesses might be that you don't have um, a place 
you know, you, you keep losing grants because every time somebody writes one, you know, maybe you have volunteers that come in and write grants and then um, you can never find the final version. So maybe your systems aren't really that good, right? You have a weak system. Maybe you have, um, you know, you don't use social media that most uh, that much and you just don't have a lot of um, knowledge in that area to get donors. So you can really start thinking about what are different weaknesses internally, right? Um, maybe you don't have um, a strong board of directors, right? Maybe you, you just, you've been having a lot of turnover, right? You can't, it's hard for you to find people, et cetera, right? So these are different weaknesses internally that I want you to write down now. So once again, try to come up to five to 10 and pull your team together when you do this. And you can use these examples that I'm giving you just to kind of get your brain started, right? Your mind's going. All right, so once you write down at least five to 10 weaknesses then, also, and why would I say, like, Holly, but I only want one because it looks good if I have fewer weaknesses. Come on now, be real. We all got weaknesses. We need to look them in the face and we need to identify them because at the end of this, I'm gonna show you how to turn them into a strength, okay? All right, so strength and weaknesses are both internal, those things inside your organization. Now, the other side of the SWOT, the OT, or the OC, if you want to call it a SWOT, are the external things, right? The external things from your organization. So let's go ahead and look at this so you know what I'm talking about. So opportunities. Opportunities are things that have not happened yet, right? They're opportunities, and they're out there. So those are, you know, different than strengths as far as they're not existent yet, and they're not something you have direct control over right now inside your organization. They are things that could really help you. So if you look at your weaknesses, you would say, well, what are some opportunities to fix these weaknesses, right? And to turn these weaknesses into strengths. Huh? See? So opportunities. Opportunities could be things like there's grants coming up, there's different fundraisers coming up, maybe there's some, some partners that you touched base with at a conference online last year that wanted some follow-up, right? Maybe there's an opportunity to get some training for your staff. Um, so these types of things are definitely opportunities so that you would think of how can we overcome challenges? Are there a way that we can overcome our weaknesses at all? And what kind of opportunities are out there, right? Um, do we have more opportunity to maybe get interns for the nonprofit, et cetera? All right, so once again, come up to five to 10 of what opportunity, these should be exciting, right? They should be like, wow, there are things out there that we can really tap into and grab on. Um, hold on to. So, and these are also ideas. You can see then instead of your executive director or your board coming to the staff and saying, you need to do this this year, right? If they never talked to you about this SWAT. And then a lot of the staff might have buy-in for those ideas. But if you're doing this together and you're saying, come on guys, what are some opportunities? And everybody's contributing, right? then you're really gonna be able to get buy-in from the staff because these are coming from their ideas and their community of doing this. All right, so now let's move on to the threats, right? And that's kind of a scary word, so people do like to use challenges, um, but threats is also external, right? So weaknesses are things that you can fix in your organization, you can see those things. Um, threats are things that you don't really have control over, right? So it could be like natural disasters happening, right? Um, we're seeing more and more, right, happening right now. It could be, political things happening. Um, you know, it could be a lot of, you know, like 
when there's turnover in grants, like there's different types of funding sources out there, there's threats to um, maybe government or state grants that you're getting and maybe they're gonna get cut. Like those types of things are threats, right? So those are things that I really want you to also write down on external challenges that you really don't have any control over. Um, and also, once again, it is important to identify those. Um, and even in grant writing, you see this a lot, right? It is ways contingency planning. And they like to say, what is your contingency plan? Because they actually want you to identify challenges and then how you will find solutions to those challenges because challenges exist in life, right? We can't just think, oh, it's just gonna be perfect. Um, you know, and honestly, one of the challenges and contingencies um, that I see put into a lot of grants are, especially if they're having to rely on one person that has all of the expertise. What happens if something happens to that person, right, and they're not able to participate in the program, and the entire program is built around that person? So those types of things are, you know, ways to mitigate that. All right, so now that we have your strengths built out, what you are doing internally successfully for your organization, uh, your weaknesses, so things that you really need to improve upon, your opportunities, things that you really can take advantage of, and now the threats or the challenges, things that you don't have control over, but they could impact your nonprofit. So how do you utilize this then? Well, one thing is just great to see all this information. It really gives you a bird's eye view for your nonprofit. You can take your, your vision and your mission and line them up, see, does this all fit with our SWOT analysis? Um, you know, what are we really doing? But it also just gives you the information to be like, oh, wow, there might be some risk here, but look at the strengths. How can we draw on our strengths to mitigate these threats, right? And that's what I'm gonna teach you guys right now. So if you have the strengths, of you know, a great board of directors and one of your challenges or threats is a cut, cutting off of um, a state grant, right? You, they may not be funded again, say. Well, then how can we utilize and pull from that strong board of directors to, you know, to tap into different opportunities now to get funding for, um, you know, maybe it's doing a fundraiser, maybe it's looking for uh, grants, or different types of grants. Maybe it's pulling in a donor campaign, right? So in those ways, you're able to really tap into your SWAT to then mitigate those threats and mitigate those challenges and also to spruce up your weaknesses so your weaknesses become strengths. If you don't identify any of this, it's just gonna be lead to frustrating, you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of people, your organization might be harboring certain things, right? So you wanna get it all on the table and not in a negative way, but in a really positive way of getting buy-in from your nonprofit, all of the people on board, um, shining light on, some, on, on you know, these different things and just calling them as they are. And then you're able to fix them. So this is a really powerful tool in your strategic planning. So doing a SWOT analysis. So this is a simple, and you guys, it can just take an hour of your time with your nonprofit, you know, one hour of your year. It is so worth it. And just keeping these things up, right? All of your strengths listed, you can even add to them. Um, and you say, well, Holly, you had me write down five to 10 for each of these. So we have a lot to do this year. What I would then say to you is prioritize these. It's nice to get brainstorming and to come up, you know, with more than you need at this point in time, um, but take the top three. 
So I like to actually vote on these, especially when you have a bunch of people together. I usually in person when I do this with nonprofits, I give them little stickies, the different colors. And I say the one is the yellow and the two is the you know green and the three is the blue or whatever. And then they go around and they put what they think their number one, two and three, the top three priorities for each um, strength weakness, opportunity, and threat is. Um, and then you see, okay, well, five people thought this was a strength. This got the most vote, votes. So this is gonna be number one for the organization, right? Um, but you can do something like that too. You can just have, you know, everybody vote on it. Um, you can make a poll in Zoom. So you can see how many votes go to the certain strengths then. Um, or you can just, you know, write it down yourself. But it is good to have some kind of prioritization to the SWOT analysis, right? So it's just not like, oh my gosh, there's 20 weaknesses that we need to work on. Well, let's just identify the top three that we really think are impacting the organization and that we need to um, make a strength, right? And let's look at the top three threats that are really impacting or have a, a propensity to impact the nonprofit. And then let's focus on solutions for those before they even happen. That's the mitigation plan, right? or the first, the top three opportunities. You don't have to do all of those 10 or 20 this year, but let's focus on at least three, like let's really change this organization and you know connect with those funding sources, connect with those resources, you know, do those things on our list this year. And in that way too, you can also give out a timeline and a plan to the people involved. So if you all do this together, think of it then, instead of just the board of director once again handing you off something to do, or an executive director handing you off something to do that you've had no buy-in in, maybe you don't completely believe in because they didn't see your perspective, um, but now you've all contributed, so now you're energized and you're ready to go. So this is also really good um, for your board of directors to get passionate again if you had you know, a little bit of... Um, just, you know, it gets a little quiet sometimes with certain boards, right? Um, so we want to make sure that they're really seeing the purpose of the nonprofit again, that they're a part of it, and it really will energize your nonprofit. So that is your gift today to do a SWOT analysis. And please do let me know how that goes for your nonprofit organization. And you can also see as a consultant, so if you're a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer, this is just one service that you can offer nonprofits. I have done this in workshops so many times for nonprofits and they get so much out of it. Um, so, and they really, it's really good for even grants to do a SWAT for a program that they're thinking about funding. And that's a really good thing to do just to get some information and data upon how you can even do a grant program. Very cool. So many different things that you can do with a SWAT analysis. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that today. And if you love this information and you really want to get more strategic planning, you can definitely check out my online nonprofit strategic planning course, which I said, once again, I have one of the modules that covers all about SWAT. So you can definitely um, look into that if you are interested. But I hope that helps you with your planning for 2021 as we enter into this year or any year whenever you listen to this because it is <laughs> an evergreen thing and always doing a SWAT at least annually is great for your nonprofit organization. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today. For all of the show notes, please jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 164. Four. Once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 164. And if you love this episode, please do leave a review on iTunes as this does really help other people find the podcast. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we bring on Rachel Waterman to the show to talk about grant management.